really got to try on that left-hand side. What happened? <laughs> oh, but I've gone up and over, and Marty had over biscuit. It was a, uh, it was, a, it wasn't enough stability there for myself. But um, no, I was busting for a bit of meat this game. It didn't seem to work out. Hello, cheers, and welcome, welcome once again to the Scrum of the Earth podcast, the weekly show that brings you news, reviews, great interviews, and so much more all about the world of rugby union. Today is yet another bonus pod, and I am ecstatic to be joined here by my new friend, fellow Free Jacks founding member, and all-around cool guy, Ntale Joshua. Ntale, I understand that I can just call you Josh. Is that all right? That's right. Excellent. Well, welcome to the Scrum of the Earth. Thank you for joining me. How are you? I'm good, Dave. How are you doing? It was nice meeting you yesterday. Yeah, we ran into it. Oh, I'm going to even talk about it a little bit. We ran into each other right. at, at good old Fort Quincy, but last night was the at, at the dinner was the uh, the first time to actually shake hands and really, you know, get to know each other a little bit. That was great. That was great, yeah. And and the dinner as well was great. Like, I mean, which other club in, in the USA does that, right? <laughs> the whole event was awesome. They, right. they nailed it. It, uh, it was great. The fact that they got Gary Gold, the you know the head coach of USA Rugby, just Mags just called him and he was like, "No, oh, okay, I'll, I'll show up." Unbelievable! It was unbelievable. I took pictures with him too. <laughs> I saw, I saw. They're great. I put, I put it up across social media. <laughs> so, uh, so for my listeners, my first meeting with Josh was a, it was just a lovely little piece of happenstance. So Josh is like me, as I've mentioned, a season ticket holder and uh, and a founding member for my beloved Free Jacks. So a few weeks ago. I noticed him in the crowd because he had this very cool sort of cloak-like garment emblazoned with Free Jacks logos. And as he was passing by, I just had to stop him and ask, you know, where did you get this thing? And he said, oh, I, I made it. <laughs> and uh, that was the end of the interaction for then. But then the magic of the internet took over. The Free Jacks, they posted a bunch of pictures to their social media of, you know, just the crazy fans at Fort Quincy. And I, I, I saw Josh in one of them and I said, oh, so I said something about it like, oh, I talked to that guy and, uh, you know, he was wearing this cloak that was homemade. And then you commented on it saying, yeah, that was me. And so suddenly <laughs> we were connected. And that was that. It was amazing. Right. Um, there, there's really something special about our Free Jacks this year, don't you think? It is a special team. I, I mean, I, I was in New York last weekend and oh, my God, it was special. Like. We had fun, the team played their hearts out and, you know, like we took over the New York crowd and we're like, I think 30 something, but we took over the New York crowd. You can't believe yeah. that. <laughs> yeah, it happens every time. I, yeah. yeah, and also uh, I love trolling them and not calling them New York because they neither play nor practice in New York. Let's face it. It's like- We can as well call them New Jersey right now. <laughs> exactly. It's, it's like in the NFL, there's, there's two teams that call themselves New York and neither of them practice or play in New York. There's one team that does actually practice and play in New York and they don't have the word New York in their title. I always think that's funny. <laughs> oh yeah, that rivalry never stops like in every sport. I know. <laughs> like, it, I, I mean, it makes it more I've, fun though, right? Yeah, I've gotten to learn all like most of the sports here because uh, 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 I didn't know about football, I didn't know about baseball, I didn't know about hockey, I didn't know about, no, I knew about basketball, of course, so, like, I came here, and there is this, like, this is like a sports, uh, I could call it a sports world, a sports 
whatever you can you can name it but i mean everything in the us is like gorgeous about sports <laughs> so do you have an Amer uh, an american sport that you've come to love particularly or are you still focused on rugby uh so uh i do love basketball i've been okay. following up on basketball ever since i was a kid mm -hmm. uh, i've gotten to learn football so much that i'm even uh watching the nfl draft right now as i oh, talk to you wow <laughs> oh yeah it's like it's round two or something tonight i think right yeah it's round two today <laughs> wow uh, so as, as most of our listeners will know, our team is doing a whole series of sort of festivals. They're trying to set up this whole atmosphere around the home games. It's been incredibly fun. You know, what has been your favorite theme so far this year at home? So uh, I, I think uh, so far the St. Patrick's theme stood out for me. <laughs> the, the snow game? I, I mean, it, it was snowy, it was freezing, but we were still like the fans stayed in the stadium to cheer around their team, right? Yep. I, I mean, and, and even the colors, the green and everything, I actually bought, uh, I, I bought myself one of the jerseys. I saw, I saw pictures of you yeah. in the jersey with Free Jacks players. It's it's gorgeous. I got one myself. So that was Harry Barlow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I saw yeah. that pic. It's great. Yeah, unfortunately, he's injured. So <laughs> yeah, we hope to see him later in the season, though. Well, we have a lot of depth this year. Yeah, so. we do. We do. We absolutely have a lot of depth. Well, you were there for that Toronto game. It was like, it's one of the only times when, as a New England fan, you're like, oh, wait, we don't really have an advantage with the weather because they're from Toronto. So yeah, they're from, yeah, probably they, even worse. They really beat us. <laughs> and, uh, but that was when Dougie had come back from his suspension and, uh, you know, everyone was expecting him to get five tries in that one. And, you know, oh, Dougie's going to be back. What's he going to do? And the game plan didn't really call for that. He did a lot of standing yeah. around. I think Dougie did more jumping jacks than, you know, meters I know. carried. I know, I know. They, they were all cold and, you know, shivering on the field. And yeah. you know, the guys were having fun. <laughs> and you were there for the panel last night where somebody asked, asked Bodine, you know, uh, yeah. so what, what did you think about that game playing in the snow? And he said, it sucked. <laughs> You know, I, I, it was my first time playing in the snow, and I hope to never do it again. Well, I was I was watching Bodhi, and I was putting his hands in his pants to warm himself up. And <laughs> well, I was at a, I was at a store today, and I saw some of those little things like the hand warmers and foot warmers, and I was like, yeah. should I just buy these, like a, a case of these, and send them to the free jacks, and just be like, guys, you need these. I, I think I think some players need that, especially those <laughs> who don't even come from from any cold weather. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Especially like including myself, like I find it very unusual. Like when it is cold here, like uh, the, I got assigned a game uh, last year uh, was around November, mm. and I think it was twelve degrees out, and I was freezing. And I, I almost dropped my whistle. Like it was crazy for me. I, I, I thought you were going to say it got stuck to your lips and you couldn't take it no, off. No, no, no. Uh, like, <laughs> I think I got a brain freeze like five times because of the cold. <laughs> it's like eating ice cream without the good part. Yeah, it was crazy for me. <laughs> so uh, I, I want to ask you about your refereeing and, you know, your experience in New England and how you came here and everything. Um, but, sure. but my first question is really just, you know, how did you first become a fan and a supporter of the Free Jacks in particular? So uh, I'm I'm generally a fan of rugby. Uh, I, I just I just like genuinely genuinely love rugby. 
So, uh, of course, when I came here, I had friends who played rugby and everything. And uh, I think I came, I came here in 2019. And uh, coincidentally, that is when the free jacks were coming up and yeah. everything. And, and then I have, I have some Ugandan friends who play rugby, who I used to play rugby with back in Uganda. And oh. uh, they happened to play for Mystic and somehow... Oh. So, somehow Mystic is, you know, close to uh, New England Free Jacks. That's well, for how, sure. Yeah, yeah. It's a kind of a breeding yeah. ground, I think. Yeah. So that's how I, you know, got to uh, to know the Free Jacks. And that's how I became a fan instantly. And you were instantly like, I'm in. I'm in on the ground floor. Yeah, I'm, I'm in, yeah. part of this. That's amazing. <laughs> Uh, so we've already mentioned a little bit, you know, we were both lucky enough to attend the, that sort of thank you dinner that the Free Jacks held for founding members last night. It was a blast. It, 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 what is your favorite highlight from last night? It's hard to believe it was only last night, right? Yeah, it was last night. I, I, I mean, it was the, the whole thing was wholesome, you know, getting the, uh, the, the entire team of owners to talk to the fans, uh, you know, to get to pick their thoughts and, you know, ask questions and you know these guys these guys are like they, they they've wrapped their minds around this team and they wanted to go forward you can see the vision of the owners uh yeah for the team and everything and that's what you know i think makes us unique and everything and and you know to see gary gold joining and you know give us a little bit of advice and you know yeah uh, tell us you know what whatever he said that he believes that we are going to go all the way to win this thing. He said I mean, it. I, 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 part of me wonders if he's like, oh, I hope nobody says anything about that later. That was private. <laughs> but I did. <laughs> he's, yeah, he's out of luck. <laughs> uh, so, Josh, I always like to do at least a little bit of research before chatting with someone on the show. Oh. I admit, I, I had a hard time finding a whole lot about you. So... <laughs> Like a, a week or so ago, when I first started looking, I found a quote, and then I went back, you know, just today when I was sort of polishing up my notes, and I couldn't find it again, which makes me crazy because I'm not sure. But anyway, the, the quote I found was, Ntale Joshua is a friend to most, a brother to many, and a rugby fanatic to all. I don't know where I found it, but does that sound right? Is that, is that accurate? Uh, it sounds about right. <laughs> <laughs> So I also did discover, though, that you are a referee. Or you already mentioned uh, the the freezing whistle. Uh, uh, so, how long have you been officiating games? So I, I could say I could take it to around. I think uh, I, I got my my level one certification around uh, 20, 2016. Okay. I, I didn't I didn't actively uh, begin right away referring. I think I, I, I did I did some part of uh, rugby coaching uh, more uh, in Uganda. Uh, I did some sevens coaching, and then I, I could pick up a whistle once in a while, but I didn't you know take it like real serious mm. until until I came here. And one of one of one of those days when I was watching a Mystic game, and uh, this Kenyan friend of mine called Jose comes around and is like. Uh, you always come here on the sidelines and, you know, shouting rows and rows and everything. And I'm like, yeah, I mean, at least I know something about rugby and some, some guys I don't know. And it's like, yeah, we, we are recruiting like referees who know something about rugby. Oh. And, and I'm like, oh, mm, uh, 
I'm not interested at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> play it cool, play it cool. Yeah, so so I, I think it was like two games later, he comes back to me and he's like, oh, Josh, by the way, I was serious. We want you to be a referee. And I had you used to do some refereeing. And I'm like, yeah, but uh, I don't think... I don't think I'm ready uh, to go into this thing again. And he's like, please. And I'm like, okay, I- I'll give it a shot. And he's like, uh, uh, and that's why I stopped my conversation with him, actually. And then oh. <laughs> I reached I reach home because he, he, he had asked for my number and then he texts me asking for my email. Like I text him my email and then uh, before I know it, I'm getting a bunch of emails from uh, the entire NAS, uh, the New England Referee Society uh, team uh, telling me to go onto this website and, you know, open up my calendar and everything. Wow. Like, oh, okay, this this has come so fast. I've not been fit for like, I've not been doing any fitness for like three years. <laughs> you look pretty fit to me, I have to say. No, no, no. <laughs> Last season was, this season I, I look fit because I've worked in my fitness. Okay, okay. Last season, when I began, it was crazy for me because when, like that very night, they assigned me a game the following weekend. That's how much they needed referees. Wow. You might have noticed we're a little desperate here in the US. Yeah, so I, I go, I go, I go. I, I remember my very first game, it was crazy. So I think it was a D2 game, something like that. It was between Boston and uh, I think Wolfhounds. Okay. So it, yeah, it was the great ICC. organization. Yeah, it was the ICC tournament, and I'm like, okay, this is gonna be chaotic because I don't know when I, I I last I last got my whistle and I was like in between guys who were gonna be shouting at me and everything, and I'm like, okay, I don't know how this is gonna go, and let me just can't give it a go. And at the end of the day, uh, my uh, my uh, assessment. Uh, official was like, oh, you did a great job out there considering the information you gave us. And, and I'm like, oh, wow, <laughs> I appreciate that. And he's like, yeah, we're going to take it from, from here. First of all, you need to work on your fitness and then. We shall work on other things. <laughs> I, I had a drama teacher back in high school who said, Oh, you're a good-looking guy. You could play the leading man if you lost 15 or 20 pounds. Right. Oh, great. Thanks. Yeah, so uh, I, that's how my journey began as a referee. And, I, you know, I, I, I took it up. I took it up from there. I started getting week in, week out. Like, I fell in love with the game again. Mm. I fell in love with the whistle again. And I'm like, okay. I, I, I just... I, was... I, get the, I get the impression you're heavily involved with sevens. Maybe even yes, more no, so than fifteens. No. Is Am I right about that or...? Yeah, so right now I think uh, it's because uh, I, I upped my fitness. I, I've, I've been doing a lot of, you know, fitness exercises, cardio and everything to just get my body, you know, back to normal. And, uh, <laughs> and I think, and I think uh, I, I've, I've gotten the attention of uh, some assigners who are, who are taking me, you know, uh, to uh, different levels and everything. And uh, at least I'm glad I'm getting somewhere. Mm-hmm. I've, uh, I've done college sevens uh i've done I, i'm gonna do uh the national qualifiers coming up in you are yeah. oh that's excellent wow yeah. so I, i'm taking it step by step um um 
uh, I, I actually now love what I'm doing. I'm taking it seriously, seriously, and I want to do you know something uh, out of it, maybe. So you know, what is for you the, the most rewarding thing about being a referee? So uh, I ask myself that question most of the time, uh, uh, and and you know, sometimes when I don't feel like referring, I'm like, okay, I think I'm. Uh, I asked myself this question, why did I choose to do this? And I'm like, I do it for, for, for uh, these people who are on pitch who love rugby. And at the same time, myself was, uh, I get like, it, it, is, it is so rewarding when, and fulfilling when, you know, these guys at the end of the match come to you and, it's like, and they're like, thanks Ref, thanks Ref. And, you know, like, and there's a thing with rugby that, you know, brings about, togetherness and everything and that is why I can't like really stop doing this mm. yeah so, so obviously the the flip side of that same question is you know yeah. what has been the biggest challenge for you being an official is it just the motivation to go do it at all is it something that happens in the games that's difficult you know what is your biggest sort of hurdle that you're always trying to overcome so my first biggest hurdle I did first try to overcome was my fitness, of course. Okay. And then, and then I think it went about you know traveling around, uh, especially last year when I didn't have a vehicle. Mm. Yeah, I had to you know pull strings you know to travel to uh, all the way to Maine to travel to New Hampshire to travel to Vermont to do games. So. Like I did it out of love, but you know it was it was something that you know was. <laughs> you just well, listed actually, like, you just listed like all the coldest states. <laughs> yeah, so it was There's actually my <laughs> actually I was actually using my own money, you know, to to uh, my own funds to fund myself to go to these games. But wow. it was out of passion and everything. Like, uh, but you know, this year has been incredible for me. I got a vehicle so I can travel anywhere for any game, and I'm fit <laughs> now. I think I think the biggest hurdle right now is you know. Uh, you know, you, you get to some games and there's that mental blockage you, you get and you're like, okay, I think I, I feel I'm tired, but you know, you get through it because because of, you know, the, the reasons I gave you why I do this. I do it uh, because I want, uh, first of all, I want ultimate fun. I want these people to have fun. Mm -hmm. I want myself to have fun. And at the end of the day, I, I, I believe I'm, I'm, I'm touching some parts of rugby that, no one really cares about and you know if referees were not around rugby would not be around right yeah it would just be a fight because it's us who organize the chaos <laughs> so do you feel like you're always growing do you feel like every match you, you learn something and you get a little better at what you do is that part of the challenge or part of the but i guess challenge and reward at the same time that like yes. okay i did this thing wrong but now i know that and it's a new thing in my bag i can use I mean, I mean, even in rugby, uh, we do have uh, what we call coaches. Okay. We are coached. So uh, most of my games are big. Uh, I have a, I have somebody I uh, I always uh, refer to uh, after my games. Uh, she's called uh, Rosa. She watches most of my games because uh, you know I, I always want feedback and everything. You know, to yeah, try yeah. To, to try to improve my game too. So. Um, most of the times, a good thing uh, with technology. Most of these games are recorded or they're live streamed some 
so I've done some tournaments on ESPN, so some people watch it live and everything. Wow. So, so yeah, I, I mean, uh, at the end of the day, you, you get reviewed, and you know, you at least somebody tells you you need to correct this, you need to correct your running angles, you need to position yourself better to see you know, oh, some wow. situations. So oh, yeah, wow. there's a lot of learning actually in refereeing that I never, I never thought, I never thought of. Yeah, yeah I, none of that ever occurred to me. So, so yes, if sir. if you gave yourself, if you looked back one year ago today and gave Josh a score for how good a referee he was, and then you gave yourself a score currently, what's the difference? What you know? What are those two scores? So I think I think there is there's there's a, there's a, there's a difference of like four. Okay. Yeah, because when I was beginning, it was I was so raw. I just I was just using my rugby knowledge. Mm. But right now I'm I'm using uh, I'm I'm using knowledge from the law book. I'm 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 using uh, the things I've been taught by my coaches to do better, uh, to see the game situations better, and you know to to be able to make the right calls. Uh, you know to be able to be to be in a position to make the right call almost all the time, and you know to to also keep up with play to to do the majority of the things you people don't see and you know <laughs> mm, yeah, yeah yeah i mean this is completely off script so i'm a little worried that i'm gonna go off the reservation here but the uh what do you think about some of the new rules that they're in europe they're proposing the thing they're already doing in super rugby with a 20 minute red card do you think some of these ideas are good uh you know are any of these new rules really compelling to you? Or are you just kind of like, please let me learn the rules that already exist and let's get on with it? Yeah, I, I mean, uh, as human beings, I think uh, the most important thing in this uh, is, is for all of us to learn how to adapt. Mm. And, uh, and, uh, and let me tell you, the game doesn't become fun when it doesn't you know, have some tricks and everything. So uh, I, on, on my end, I, I actually love these, these small tricks and they're like, okay, we, we're having a 50-22 and, you know, it is running, it is running within your mind the whole game. Has anybody done a 50-22? Do we have a... a I, I swear, even the comms now are like, was that a 50-22? Was that, I, I'm pretty sure, <laughs> yeah. I'm pretty sure they have to triple check and... So, yeah, so we, we, we were at, now, let me tell you one funny thing. I was at the New York game and I think I was the first to jump in the whole stadium. Because this uh, Jesse Farage uh, kicked from from uh, beyond our fifty to the twenty-two, and I think nobody re realized it was a fifty twenty-two, and it was our ball. And me, I was celebrating already. At, oh, by the time everybody joined in celebration, guys were already looking at me. I'm like, <laughs> Why does this guy keep saying those two numbers? That's weird. <laughs> Jesse, so, yeah, Peretti, Jesse like, Peretti has been a revelation for us this year. He's so yeah. good. I love having him on our team. Right. So. So we, we already kind of hinted around it. So you're originally from Uganda. Yeah. Uh, I think you're from Kampala, if I'm right. And uh, that seems like a long way to go. So you, you can you tell us about your rugby journey, as I like to talk about it here on the pod? How did somebody who started in Uganda end up at Fort Quincy rooting for the Free Jacks? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so um, I think I began I, I began playing rugby at a tender age of thirteen. Okay. In high school. This is fifteens or? 
yeah, it was generally a mix of, uh, you know, both in school, but, you, you know, there was a 15th season and a 7th season. So, okay. oh, wow. uh, I, yeah, I, I played rugby. I, I used to play soccer. And then my first year of high school, I was recruited into the rugby team. It, it, it was the main sport in my school, coincidentally. Mm. And uh, my school was uh, one of, you know, the top, uh, I could say the top two schools in rugby in the country. So, uh, yeah, we, we were competitive throughout the six years. I, I mean, you play you play rugby in school, you're like a god, you're like, you know, uh, how you see the quarterbacks of this world in the USA. So, <laughs> so I, I mean, I, I was I was an athlete from the goal. So I, I, I played majority of the sports in high school and it was incredible for me, it was so rewarding. And, uh, you know, is uh, there a, is there a big life, life lesson you sort of got out of that? I, I, I've heard so many rugby people talk about how that simple principle of you're going to get knocked down. It's how fast you get up that makes the difference. Is that is that the kind of thing that you sort of learned out of rugby? That's absolutely right. And, and you know, uh, you know, the hurdles you, you overcome as a sportsman, like these are all life lessons. I mean, you, you go through a lot to get to where you want to be mm. all the time. So whatever whatever hurdles you overcome as a sports person be it any sport i believe you know any sport sports is something that teaches you discipline right it teaches you uh life lessons that cannot be taught in in school yeah so uh, if you come out uh, an all-round sports person you you are meant you you are meant for success in the real world uh, i mean and uh, and one thing that rugby really uh separates uh itself from the rest of other sports is uh, is this bond you build around with uh you know your fellow brothers the guys you play rugby with day in day out you know that camaraderie so it doesn't like just come like in any sport like it is a bond like my high school mates we we talk up to now like it is a bond that can never be broken you know wow that's a great, I love that phrase. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. Like even you're a rugby fan. I, I believe if you've ever played rugby, you know, you know that it is, you know, the rugby brings that bond that is unbreakable. Even us as fans, when we get to meet each other, it's like we'll become instant friends, right? Yeah, yeah. 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 There is something instant about it. It's incredible. Yeah. The yeah. atmosphere. Anyway, yeah. I've already, I guess I've already talked about it. And I distracted you. I was trying to ask how you got all the way from Kampala to Quincy. Yeah, so, uh, <laughs> and then um, I completely got sidetracked. So uh, I, I, I ideally came here uh, in 2019 on a, on a visit, just to visit my colleagues and friends. Oh. And uh, I think it was, uh, it was at the end of my time when I was going back to Uganda that you know, COVID coincidentally struck. Yeah, it sounds like the timing was right there. <laughs> so. Uh, I couldn't go back for like a full year and then I, I just decided, you know, to immerse myself in the culture and you know, oh wow. Yeah, find something to do and you were you were, I, you were you were stranded here. Yeah. So that's how I ended up wow. you know being here and, and I'm still here. <laughs> so I was really lucky, you know, several months ago. In fact, uh it must have been last December. Yeah. No, no, it was before that, because I I, I I talked to Coach Matthew 
who hadn't yet moved here and he was sort right. of planning it and stuff and and uh, you know he, he was saying oh yeah we're looking forward to moving and and i was like by the <laughs> way your family are going to have some serious questions for you those questions right. will sa- the, the, those questions will sound like why do you hate us mm-hmm. what are you doing to us why are we here how much shoveling do we have to do like, I know. Have you gotten over the uh, the New England winter yet? Because I mean, I've been here my whole life and I have not. Never. I, I don't think I'll ever because ah, oh my god, it kills me all the time. I think I think I need to put on like three to four layers to survive. <laughs> you know, I had a friend from from California. Uh, she's from Santa Barbara, and when she she came to college here in the in New England, and because she's used to a sunny, bright, warm place. She would look out this, her window in the morning and go, "Oh, it's sunny. Therefore, it must be warm." Right. That's what I thought too. Yeah. <laughs> nope. <laughs> uh, yeah, I go out on a sunny, cold day. You know, the houses are the houses prick you; they are warm. But as soon as you get out of the door, oh my God. <laughs> yeah, it's like a wall. It's like walking. Yeah, it's like sun. oh, why did I just get myself into? <laughs> like it's it's like. It's like calling on a freezer. Yeah. It, 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 once it penetrates, if you've been out for 10 minutes, that's the whole thing. There yes, was so. the, you know, I, I'm a, a New England Patriots fan, and there was a, a, such a great game, you know, years and years ago. It was a, a playoff game where we were playing the Tennessee Titans here in Foxborough. And that day, the governor of Massachusetts went on like television and went on radio and said, everybody stay home. Right. Don't go outside today. It's a bad idea. But the Patriots game was not canceled. And so they played wow. anyway. And uh, at the end of the game, we we won. And they interviewed the Tennessee coach. And his beard was still frozen in the post-game interview. There was frost on his beard. And he looked absolutely stunned, like somebody had hit him over the head with a club. And he and all he could say was, I, I didn't expect, um, I, I... <laughs> didn't uh i didn't uh it was fantastic as a new englander that's what you want right <laughs> I, I mean i want to watch a patriots game but not in the cold like i want to yeah yeah i want to watch my first patriots game live but i'll, I'll book like the first few games like, of, right. like not november and december games yeah, no, yeah. No, no. i'm not i'm not going to those games i'm not freezing myself out there <laughs> So, uh, of course, as I'm doing my research and finding not much, I, I ended up just sort of scrolling through your tweets. I, I've obviously seen that you're unsurprisingly a fan of Ugandan rugby, and I'm pretty sure I discovered the Ugandan sevens team just defeated 13 other nations to claim the right. title in the Africa Rugby Sevens tournament. Can you talk about that a little bit? You must be super excited about that. Yeah, I'm, I'm really excited about, you know, my boys. Most of them are... You knocked uh, off Kenya, they- I think, right? Yeah, most of them are played rugby with, and you know, like the overall, really? like the overall atmosphere. Oh, you know these guys personally? Yeah, I know, I know, I know. Oh, I know everybody on that team personally. Wow. So. <laughs> yeah, so I'm, 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 like, I'm really, I'm really passionate about uh, Ugandan rugby uh, because it is, it is what made me what I am today, and you know, it, it is a big part of me, and that will never go away. So. Uh, anything, anything that excites me about Ugandan rugby, I'll tweet it all the time. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. So uh, it, it was, it was like we we hosted the Africa Sevens Cup uh, recently, and uh, we, yeah, yeah. 
we actually we actually managed to win all our games and uh, we were crowned African champions. Knocking off we, Kenya, I think, who were champions from the previous year, am I right? Yeah, we, we've actually been African champions uh, in the past, I believe in the past six years, we've been African champions three times. Oh, wow. That's excellent. Yeah. Wow. So, yeah, we, we, we're a huge competitor, especially against, against our, our neighbors, Kenya. Uh, and uh, whenever whenever we beat them, it is it is cheesecake, it is banter. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. So, uh, unsurprisingly, today uh, our 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 Ugandan women also beat Kenyan women, and it was <laughs> was that right? Yeah. Oh man. <laughs> yeah, they they're also playing uh, the Africa Cup in Tunisia too. So, so it's interesting. So, you know. When I was doing my poking around, I also saw that the Rugby World Cup qualifiers for yeah, Africa, they're all going to be held in France. And that seems to be, you know, a point of frustration for organizers in yeah. Africa in places it like is. Uganda, where they say, hey, look, we just hosted this incredible tournament. We've right. proven to the world that we can we, we can host this level of competition and it's going to be better here with more fans if we do it here instead of France. Is that a point of frustration for you or it's kind of... I mean, day. I mean, I was, I was, I was really frustrated. I, I didn't, I didn't want to voice out my opinion because, really, like, I, I believe, you know, some things, some things you just have to let because some things don't really matter. They, they can't change the situation. Mm. Uh, but I, be, I, I know, I know, I know the real, they, they made a blunder to do that. Uh, I mean, African, African countries can host, can host any event. I mean, they could have put it in South Africa for all I care. Sure. Like, <laughs> it's, a, it's, it's at least a little closer. It's in the yeah, same con yeah, continent. Yeah, for God's at least sake. could have said it is in Africa. But I, I mean, you take it to France where no African is going to afford a ticket to go and watch. Hmm. Yeah. What, what the heck does that mean? Sorry for swearing, but uh, like it was stupid. Like, I mean, I don't it really was, get it. I don't really get it. Why, why does France even want to do that? Like, I know, right? Like it was a host no in the World brainer, Cup. Like, it's better for the, the brand of the World Cup to have it anyway. So, I, I mean, like it would have been a joint African, two African countries like Kenya and Uganda hosting for all I care. Like, but I mean, what were they thinking? Like, I was I was dumbfounded and I was like I don't need even to comment on this. People will just people people chew those guys over and you know. It, it seems like a major injustice to me. It's it, yeah. They were talking about COVID and all these things, but you know, you you are talking about 2022. You are organizing something in 20 2020 for 2022. Right. So look ahead. But anyway, it happened and. I don't think I don't believe it's going to be changed. So yeah, I, I see that there's a, you know several organizations in Africa are sort of appealing and saying, can we please change this? It seems like that ship has sailed, though. I think that it's probably yeah, too. That, that, is I it think, too late? I think I think that ship sailed and everything is going to go on in France. That was excellent. Just just great stuff. I'm so happy to hear all that. Um, so I am going to entirely switch gears here. Uh, another reason that I was really excited to sit down and chat with you is 
you actually watch super rugby you know super rugby was my sort of gateway league into the rugby world it's the first league i started following it's the the first teams i started watching were super rugby teams the highlanders were my first team ever it's still kind of my favorite league i think because of that also by the way i've been trying to ask people about this the number of phases they play in the southern you know, hemisphere in new super rugby like uh, it's you know the I, highlanders I, stuck right yeah, well, uh, they, 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 they suck. It's true. They, they absolutely suck this year. It's true. We were this close only a year ago. It's, it's, it's dramatic. I, I feel like maybe it's me. It's, it's my karma. It's like, well, the Free Jacks are doing so well. The other teams I like can't possibly do well, right? <laughs> yeah. But, uh, oh, like, Dave, like you've mentioned, uh, meet like, Super Rugby, I mean, it was, was the first professional league I ever followed. Mm. Uh, back in my days from Uganda, like we used to, from high school, we used to sit on a screen to watch Super Rugby. So, yeah, like, I've, I've watched Super Rugby, I think, ever since I was 15 or so. So, I, I mean, it is, I, it is... I wonder, you know, as a referee and just as a, you know, a huge fan of rugby, as, as a fanatic, you must be aware of how many, you know, how many phases teams go through and so in in europe over here even it's like if you were to guess how many phases was the average per offensive you know opportunity in mlr my guess is it's going to be seven or ten seven to ten somewhere in there and right. after that you're kicking it or you're doing something else trying to get out of it and i think in super rugby it's got to be 20 or 25 like they they play from anywhere they're not scared to take the ball from inside their own 22 um it, it's one of the things i really love about it do, do you have any thoughts about that i i mean you, you're talking about boys who have started playing rugby ever since they were two or three <laughs> they've touched a rugby game their entire life so like these guys, these guys, these guys, like I could say they're rugby gods. Like yeah. they, they, they play rugby for fun, professionally and everything. And they, they've been born to play rugby. Uh, yeah. In the USA, rugby is just coming up. Yep. So I, I mean, these guys go into the game when they are the chosen ones. And they, everybody knows what they are doing. And, yeah. and, on, top, and on top of that, it is, it is, it is like why it is so fun to watch Super Rugby. It is, uh, it is a flair everybody brings to the pitch. I, I mean, everybody can pass. Uh, possibly everybody can kick. Uh, everybody can run a line. I, I mean, the talent in Super Rugby is so incredible. It is top notch. Well, you're like uniquely qualified to answer this question too. So like, it seems like England and South Africa together sort of came up i think eddie jones might have spearheaded it and then rassi was like yeah we're going to do that too might be the other way around but the idea that the more you kick the more you win and the whole idea became don't retain possession of the ball don't try to run from don't try to make anything happen from within your own 22 or even anywhere in your own territory kick it away let them make mistakes execute your kicking game let them make mistakes then take advantage when they screw it up and that's how we're going to score we, we're not going to play from deep in our territory ever and it, it really worked and then the last world cup you had those very two teams squaring off in the final and that's kind of the game they played uh but in new zealand they don't do that they're, they're like no you kicked it to 
my 18. Okay, let's start here. Um, is that foolish? Do you think Super Rugby's behind? Do you so, think uh, you, you know the game has moved on from them, or is are we going to all go back to that way? So I, I think I think uh, you see the kicking game is a unique game in its own way. It, it is an invasion. South Africa has really really pride itself in yep. like, you know doing and everything, and <laughs> I don't think New Zealand has a pride a proud nation of rugby can you know try to copy somebody's you know style of play they will always great stick point. To their great point. own style like, of we play. already know how to play this game so it is running rugby and run run them rugged and they will be rugged so that is rugby that that is what uh, I, I don't know whether you went to to watch the all blacks in in uh, washington i i did go and it was spectacular like scares for <laughs> magnificent i could say so I actually, I, I, I bought a ticket and a plane ticket and a hotel room and I canceled mm-hmm. all of them. Uh, you, you missed out a lot. <laughs> yeah, I, I guess. I didn't want to see my own boys get, get walloped and they did to a record degree. <laughs> and I've just heard bad things. A- anyway, it, 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 there was multiple decisions that went into it. Uh, but I, I mean, I'm, I'm not even sure if I regret it or not, but we got walloped that day. <laughs> yeah, we did. We did. We certainly got walloped, but it is a lesson, you know. You'll never forget as a player, as a fan. Uh, you know, it is. I think it is one of the values of rugby, where all the entire team has come from to where it is going. Mm. I mean, me, I, I absolutely love it. I love to be part of that journey, you know, from from being, you know, in in, in the shadows of the great teams to being a great team itself. So. Uh, when when uh, maybe 30 years from now, I say I watched uh, USA Eagles being beaten by all blacks, a uh, hundred something, you know, to what? And and here we are, we, we are beating, we are we, beating we, the all blacks. We still blacks. got more tries than we had had in total in our entire yeah, right. history. So, hey. I, I mean, 30 years from now, and we're beating the all blacks, and I'll be proud. Like, I'll be, I watched the previous game where we beat in a hundred, and now we're here beating the all blacks. So, <laughs> so are you now a fan of, of two nations? Are you split? Are you like, well, I want Uganda to, to, to succeed, but I also want the so USA I, to succeed. What I, what my, my thoughts, my, I'm not, I'm not really a fan of, uh, I'd say international rugby. Okay. I'm just a fan of rugby generally. Okay. And I just go to enjoy a, a spectacle. And, uh, uh my passion is, uh, as in, as, as, as a as as like in terms of nation nations, um, I'm a Ugandan fan, but I, I know Uganda cannot compete, you know, at any levels with uh, you know uh, the All Blacks or all uh, USA per se. And and you know these these this, all these nations are different top like top tier like these top tier nations is the second top tier. So right. I'm I'm un, like to be honest, I'm an All Black fan. I've been hmm. an old black. I've been an old black fan since I was fifteen. I'm not. Yeah, a, yeah. I'm not a South African fan, and unfortunately, uh, because I, I I love the flair. I love to see running rugby, it, and it's so good. <laughs> the, that's why I think I fell in love with Super Rugby. Yeah, and the Hurricanes. To be so. Uh... Speaking of Super Rugby, as we are, uh, what do you think of the expansion teams this year? 
we have the Fijian Drua, we have Moana Pacifica. I've I've learned I'm supposed to call it um, the Fijian Drua. They haven't been winning many games, but the brand of rugby they're playing is gorgeous, and it looks yeah, it is really dangerous uh, on an international level. I mean, I mean that is that is a bonus I could say to Super Rugby for expanding the tournament uh, to the yeah. to the two island nations uh, because you know. If you look at the history of rugby, I mean, between the island nations, New Zealand, Australia, uh, Tonga, uh, Fiji, and you know Samoa, I mean, all these great all blacks, uh, great Aussies guys, they, most of them come from these small island nations, yep. and and it's because you know these island nations were not given a platform, you know, to showcase their talents and you know, to compete at the big stage, and that's why. They yeah, I think, the, being, I think this is a big deal. I think it's really yeah, so, good. So, uh, and, and, and give it give it a few years, five years, and we shall have a, com- we already have a competitive Fiji. So, yeah, uh, you know, I'm looking forward to a more competitive Fiji, uh, beating, beating New Zealand at home. I'm looking forward to, you know, Samoa coming up and, you know, challenging Australia. I, I mean, I want to watch rugby at a competitive level when, you know, you don't have a sure semi-finalist only final yeah yeah i want i want i want like you know 20 nations to come up and you're like okay we don't have a, a clear winner between these 20 nations yeah wouldn't that that's be when, great that's when rugby will be interesting right do you foresee that do you think that's possible do you think that's yeah, you know I, in the next i don't know 10 or 20 years is, is that possible that there'll be more sort of parity between these nations where it's not an obvious walkover you're not thinking well maybe i'm not going to go because we're going to win by 40 you know, will there be a time when rugby is more? We don't know who's going to win every day, even in a World Cup. I mean, I pray there is, mm-hmm. uh, because uh, I mean, look at nations like France, look at nations like Ireland, look at nations like Wales, Scotland, England, uh, look at Australia, look at Fiji, look at Samoa, look at New Zealand, uh, maybe even our USA Eagles with you know the MRR developing and everything. I mean, South Africa, of course, not forgotten. So, I, I, I mean, we shall have at least 10 nations, you know, where 10 to 15 nations where, you know, we're not sure who's going to win this one. Mm. That would be so wonderful. Yeah, so it, it is something I, I look forward to. And I, I, I know I want, I want now, like I want like in 10 years, maybe pray, pray tell that, you know, the, the USA hosts the 2031 World Cup. I mean, it will be incredible I, I, for all of us. I think that's going to happen. It feels like mm-hmm. it's going to happen. And yeah, um, it feels, it the, the, the talk from Gary Gold last night and just, just the talk in general, uh, it, uh, maybe, you know, maybe they were just pulling the wool over my eyes a little bit, but I, I feel very confident about the future of U.S. rugby after last night. I, I, I do, I do, I do, I do. So you confident were, too in this, you know. Yeah, I think MLR is finally drawing attention. I feel like it's creating a groundswell. I think it's, uh, I think it's spreading. I think the women's games, the spread of the women's game is huge too. I feel like this, yeah. th- this women's Six Nations has really caught fire. I think uh, the women's success in sevens in the Olympics has really spread things. I, I, I'm starting to think that the next level of people getting interested in rugby is going to be through women. 
Yeah, that's right. I, I mean, I absolutely love how women are competitive, even in college. I, I refer to yep. some college uh, women's games, and you know, yep. you can see you can see a future superstar right away. And you know, it is incredible. You, you look at scores like Harvard playing, Dartmouth playing, and even and even the the, the scores in you know the, the the second and third division playing, and some of them are already producing USA Eagles. So, wow. Yeah, it is incredible. So, you know, so I guess back to, to Super Rugby, you and I had sort of talked, I mean, chatted very briefly over Twitter about the, the sort of gap between the Australian and the New Zealand teams. You know, that this issue has kind of plagued Super Rugby for some time now. Um, do you think that's going to change? Uh, what can the Aussie teams do to sort of raise their clubs to that kind of level? I've heard people speculate that simply having one fewer team in Australia would make more depth for the others. You know, what do you think about that? Is that, is that, is that a good idea? What would you do if you were in charge of Australian rugby right now? So I, I read, I read Australian stories about rugby, you know, and uh, uh, the gap, the gap, especially last year, I think this year they have tried, you know, uh, they've tried to be competitive uh, the Western Force yesterday gave <laughs> the Blues a run for their money. <laughs> it was a close game, so I mean, I mean, never count. I'm sorry to laugh out loud. But... Yeah, never. Ne I believe I believe we should never count a competitor out, especially you know uh, a nation that prides itself in rugby, a nation that uh, has so much rich history about rugby. Yeah, I believe I believe their internal wars, but they they really at the end of the day know how to organize themselves. And uh, uh, and if they say they wanna have five teams, I believe they should have five teams. You know, the more the more okay. the, the more the players playing at a high a high level each and each and every day, the more competitive they will become. Yeah, yeah. So I, I've heard both sides of this argument recently. It's like, well, if you reduce the number of teams, that means that the best players are concentrated in those fewer teams. On the other hand, what you want is your teams to always be growing and getting better. And the way you do that is by having more people get involved and playing at that high level. Yeah. Um, you know, so if, again, if you're in charge of Australian rugby, do you want a few, one fewer team or do you want to expand? Absolutely no. I would love to expand. I would have, uh, I'll have to have as many players have that experience as possible because never know the player you you know you living out might be your super next superstar. So, I mean, I, I, I'm a New Zealand fan, but I really, I really, I really back Australia on that they should stick to their guns and have everybody competing. Well, you you played rugby in school. Did you feel like you got better as a player when you? got you know when you when you lost when when you got hammered in some game or did you feel like you got better in a game where you dominated so i think i think there's 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 two there's two sides to uh both both theories uh of course uh when you lose uh you 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 compare yourself to come back up of course mm. and uh, you know do better and everything uh, work on your mistakes but uh, I think I think the unique thing about uh, a winning culture is, you know, even when you win, you have to look back at your mistakes. Uh, how much how much more should I have done, you know, to, to put this game further ahead, you know? Mm. And, and I think that is where you know that separates uh, championship teams from non-championship teams. And 
even even currently like in any team environment you know uh, you know you, you guys assessing yourselves to be you know better competitors even when you've won so well you you've used that word we both have used the word culture a lot yeah. about this and last night at the, at the at this event thrown by the free jacks that word came about so many times about the, the culture of the club and the the attitude and the sort of prevailing set of values that a club has do you agree with the, the stuff we were hearing last night that that's absolutely the most important thing yeah i i mean uh, i think somebody uh, i think it was either tom or matt uh, uh our coach uh scott scott uh, who talked about the three c's yeah, yeah. Is, uh, oh yeah, yeah it was uh, mark i think is his name no, i think it yeah i think it was tom tom pique uh, who said uh, who talked about culture and uh, the other the other two have gotten out of my head but you know culture was one of them and yeah you know, yeah it was the three c's he talked about yeah so and 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 i think you know culture care and uh, i think it was cause i think was the other one like yeah, what, I think why, what's the reason for these things yeah yeah so I, that was just I that was just before he absolutely ripped our head coach for being bad at ping pong right right so uh, yeah yeah I, yeah I, yeah i think it was yeah i think it was uh court is, is it court? no it was yeah i think it's scott so i uh I, I mean like culture is at the top of every team you know how you build that team you know the team uh, I could say the team environment, like real matters, how everybody pushes the other to be better each and every day. Mm. How, you know, like how each team member respects each other and everything. And, you know, the, the whole the whole vibe around the dressing room matters. Like, yeah, yeah. Like, like, like when you see the, the free jacks of this year, it is totally different from the free jacks of last year. I mean, it seems that I mean, way. I mean, they, they, they share these videos on social media and it shows you that these guys are together, like they go in the, they go in the locker rooms and walkers reading this stuff and everybody's, whoa, 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 you know? <laughs> it, well, former Patriot Nate Ebner, he, he talked about how, you know, in a rugby locker room, there's no hiding. I think right. that's what he put it like. Uh, uh, yeah, you can't you can't hide in a locker room, and and you can't bring bullshit in the in the rugby locker room. There's no there's no one above the other. There's no there's no yeah. Tom Brady or what. <laughs> so it was a by the way, it's total side note. Yeah. So getting to meet Patrick Chung last night. Oh my yeah. gosh, he he's a hero of mine. He's so good. <laughs> that was that was a one of the nicest little uh, meetups I've ever had. I, I didn't expect that one. Great, great. And, and Chang, I think Chang is a down-to-earth guy. Like, as you said, you know, like, he he has, you know, as I told you, I, from the beginning of this podcast, I think sports teaches us unique unique aspects mm. of life, you know. It humbles you in certain in certain aspects when when the coach really really shows you that you know you 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 can you can come from being something to being nothing that is when you know you see you see that you start seeing you know life differently and everything was there a moment in your own rugby sort of playing career where when you were like maybe you thought too much of yourself and something happened and you went oh I'm, maybe i'm not as good as i thought was there one of those humbling moments for you i think i think most of us these things have happened to us, especially if you've come to play a sport. 
Yeah, I, I think there's a, there's one time when I was dropped when I, <laughs> the coach absolutely gave me no reason. Ouch. And then I had to find my way back into the team. So what did that do? Like, I you just got silent over it. I I can tell the difference. Like my listeners won't know the difference in your face right now, but I I see it. Uh, that was that was clearly a big moment for you. Yeah, I I mean I think my performance my performance levels are dropped because of you know complacency and everything, knowing that each and every day I'll just walk into the team and. You know? so, so your coach was right and you just it was hard yeah. for you to accept yeah i just i just had to find it in me you know to know to know what's wrong and you know act upon myself to improve on on my game and never be complacent again did, so that lesson is that something that you've then carried on from from that moment uh, absolutely you carry it in life like it is something you can never forget even you know even when you're working through jobs and everything and, and i think it has helped me a lot to be you know where i am at especially me coming in coming in as you know an, an immigrant in a country you know where i didn't i didn't have education here and everything mm. I've, I've managed to make something out for myself you know yeah you have and, and that that makes me incredibly you know proud well, I, in my opinion, you should be very proud. I think that's pretty incredible. Um, right. So just to finish up on Super Rugby, um, how do you see this season playing out? Crusaders, they're always a machine. Uh, but I think the Blues have their number this year. Uh, the Blues won last year. Obviously, everything's been different the last few years in the different iterations of Super Rugby. But... Blues look better to me this year than Crusaders. Do I mean, you, I mean, and, and blue, I know uh, you're a, you're a Hurricanes fan. Are you holding out hope for them, or is it just going to be back down to those those two? I, I mean, Dave, if you look at Super Rugby history, there's 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 there are fewer times where the Blues have had bad teams. I mean, Forest had good teams with flair and everything, but uh, we call them the chokers of Super Rugby. So I, I don't, I don't. I, Never in a season do I hold out for the Blues, so I'm sorry about that. Sorry about your take on <laughs> oh, that. I, I'm, I'm not. A, I'm not actually a fan of theirs. I just predict that. No, I, I know. I know. I'm. I'm sorry about you know taking away your hopes and everything, but. <laughs> so it's Crusaders again this year, really? I mean, they, they might just be keep, keeping their powder dry, as they say. They might just be like, oh, I, mean, I mean, I mean, I believe. I believe. Teams can challenge the Crusaders, but ultimately, I know they have it. They still have it within themselves. That is a team that has been built, you know, for like seven years, and they're still together. You know, they have a great coach in Scott Robertson, and they they play the New Zealand brand of rugby. Like three quarters of their players are, are on the All Black squad. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You see the starting fifteen, and you're like, "Wow!" Like nine of these guys are all blacks, and then, you know, at 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 minute fifty five or something, they bring in the reserves, and you're like, "Oh, all of these yeah. guys are all blacks too." Yeah. So uh, I mean, it is it is it is crusaders. So everybody knows that. I, I mean, I mean, even even I, I could say some teams can hold out for hope. I mean, on any given day, the Hurricanes can can choke the Blues. So they can. Yeah. I mean, if Adi Savea is in the game, and you know, you know, Adi Savea is like five men on the pitch, so <laughs> he is. I, I've, I've on this pod, I've, I've called him the uh, 
the barbed wire tumbleweed. It's like a, if you see a tumbleweed rolling through a town in like Southwest America, but if it was made of barbed wire, that's Artie Savia. Like if I tried to tackle Artie Savia, I think I would never play again. Cause I would just be like, <laughs> I mean, he, he can't be slippery, but he seems to be slippery. So I don't, I, I, I just ran out of superlatives for him. So yeah. I mean, I just, I just describe him as somebody who's just extraordinary. Oh, and this weekend, he after the game, he, he got interviewed by, by the comms afterwards and then goes over to the fans and gives away his shirt. He's yeah. that guy. Like, yeah. no, no. And, and that is a beauty about rugby. You know, I, we've been talking about this like throughout the whole entire podcast. Like, it is rugby. We don't expect anything less, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I shared a video recently on Facebook of some Bulls guy in South Africa who was dancing with cheerleaders. And I mean, this thing was so- Oh, incredible. I saw that. It, it was so good. It, it, was the, uh, it was the all the single ladies dance. Yeah. And he, oh, and he knew it and he, he, he sold it. <laughs> It's so good. Yeah, it was, you can tell the, the the cheerleaders are like, this guy has got it. Yeah, he got it in him. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. He took center stage and they followed him. Oh my gosh, that was a great. Yeah, it was video. it was incredible. I, I watched that video like <laughs> ten times over. It's up there with Siakalisi, uh when there was that South African fan who was almost buck naked just wearing the sort of speedo with the oh, south yeah. african uh you know whatever swimsuit on and he comes over and signs it and then gives him the little smack i remember ass. that too <laughs> yeah i mean i mean the south african blokes are too a, a happy lad and you know I, I i i absolutely follow south african rugby too and you know i, I believe there's even a ugandan who played for the south african seventh team is 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 an incredible guy. He plays he plays I think in Division Two right now of France. I mean, South African rugby is too a, a big brand. So, are we going to see Cheslin Colby this weekend when the the no, European Cups? No, he's injured. He's, he's injured. Oh. yeah, Cheslin Colby is injured. So, give me your top three players in the world anywhere right now. I'll give you a Howdy second. Sevilla. Artisivia, top of my head. That's, that's my <laughs> top of my list too. Uh, I got Alex Dombrandt in there. Um, so, uh, there. There is Antonio Dupont. Oh, oh yes, Antoine Dupont. I recently on the pod compared our own Mitch Wilson to Antoine Dupont in that when you look at him, you think there's no way he's that strong, and then he fends somebody off, and the person goes flying. Like he does things that make you think. It's impossible for somebody that size to be that strong. And he, but I, he is. I mean, Antonio Dupont is oof, incredible. I mean, there's, there's, there's a video of him, is a 10 minute video on YouTube. You should search for it. But Antonio Dupont just playing rugby. You, yeah, yeah, I just saw it. You, you just fall in love with the entire. Oh, thing. he's like, yeah. The, the I, I'm, only, is, I'm only worried that if he cracks a smile, his whole face might shatter and sort of fall apart. <laughs> I mean, that kid is so good at what he does. Yeah. yeah. I mean, and so, the co the combination of him and Entomac, the, that nine and 10, I've, I've yeah. asked other people about this too. Like, I will accept arguments that there are better nines than Entomac. And I will accept arguments that there are better tens than DuPont. But 
is there a better combination of nine and 10 together than Entomac and DuPont? I, I don't think so. I don't see one. I mean, there has been, there has been a combination of, you know, Aaron Smith and, uh, uh, and uh, Dan Card and, you know, that, that was, yeah. that, that was something extraordinary. So but those things are, those things are in the past. I'm saying right yeah, so, now, is there so, anything? So right now, uh, you know, you can, you can find a good 10 and you, you don't find a good nine. Now, like right. when I look at England right now, they, right. they really have this incredible kid called Marcus Smith. Marcus Smith is so good. Magical Marcus. Yeah, he is like, I, I really, I really wanted him to be on that England team so bad because I, sometimes I sporadically watch the English Premier League. And yeah, yeah. I was, I, I, I used, I used to watch, I used to watch uh, uh, the Harlequins play, and this kid was magical. Like at seventeen years, uh, uh, like at seventeen years, Smith was really. Oh, you've been watching him that long. Oh wow. Yeah. So, no, I like. I mean, uh, you know, as a Super Rugby fan and fanatic, you know, like there's something that sticks to you, and you're like, okay, I need to follow this guy's journey. Like. Yep. That is me. Like when I when I see something that is good, I'm like, I need to see. Like I I try to pull articles and read about certain things about players and everything. And you know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, when you look at Har- at Harlequins right now, you got Marcus Smith, you got my boy I just mentioned, and then Andre Esterhausen. Like, yeah, he's probably going to be the MVP of the their league this year. He's right. unbelievable. I, I mean, put put uh, put put like uh, like at the top of my head in uh, the English Premiership. You know, Maro Itoji always comes up on oh top. Like, that guy is a beast too. Like I don't I mean, know. Well, I don't even know if we'll ever see him again. Like he might be a one of a kind person that twenty years from now we're like, what happened to the Maro Itojes of the world? I know, like that. This class of you know. Uh, I, I could say loose forwards is incredible. Okay, uh, we, you know we, we had we had you know the the, the big lads who retired the uh, the the John Smiths of this world uh, the uh, what's uh, the captain of the former captain of New Zealand. I'm just the, the name was just cutting out of my head right now. Uh, I mean, there's Kieran Reid. There's uh... yeah. There's Reid. There's Sam Kane. There's you know those those. That's Sam, Sam Kane. Oh, I think I'll have three neck surgeries and then keep playing anyway. <laughs> What's the matter with you, buddy? Stop oh, playing. <laughs> Some guys are played rugby through thick and thin. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, I got to bring it back because I got to let you go soon. Yeah. It's already past our time. We need to rub here. this thing yeah, around. <laughs> so, so closer to home. We've already talked about super rugby, which we both love, but obviously... Right. We're both massive fans of the MLR. We're both season ticket holders, founding members. So closer to home, how do you see the MLR season unfolding in the rest of the way? Um, you, we both kind of hinted at it. Gary Gold, the head coach of the USA Men's Rugby Eagles, was on hand at the dinner, and he, he literally predicted that our beloved Free Jacks would go on to win the whole thing. Would you ever dare to say anything that bold? Because I'm scared to say it outright. I mean, I, I would, I would be dumb not to believe in Gary. I mean, <laughs> it is what I want. I want, I want the Free Jacks to finally bring it home. So, so, so be it. I don't, I don't, I don't believe those guys are on any pressure. They're just playing, you know, for the fun of it and it does seem that way. Rugby. 
Oh, there's no, there's nothing we can say that is gonna put pressure on these guys. I believe it is. These guys are gonna go all the way to win this thing. That's a great point too. Like, is because I I feel the same way. And but do you think you know if we win next weekend or, or tomorrow? Actually, now that I think about it, yeah. Um, does the pressure mount and mount and mount, or do we just feel like okay, this gives us permission to keep on keeping on? So uh, I believe. Um, you know, the more the more we win, the closer we we'll we come to you know fulfilling what we want. Mm. So I, I don't I don't want this team to lose along the way. <laughs> well, the the other teams that are gonna be competing against us are teams that blow you out, and we have been established a pattern of just winning. And I, I wonder what your opinion is. You know, does that indicate to you that? we're tougher and grittier that we find a way to win when it comes down to it or does it mean that we're just not as dominant as some of these other teams like Austin so, and LA uh, I think when when you look when you look at this team uh, I mean there's a drive in them that they didn't have last season I mean Definitely. they first of all they are feeder yes uh because our, our I, new I coaching this, staff our new support yeah, staff I love I love this idea of uh, you know uh, us having that pressing defense because you know yep. it does it does put a lot of pressure on this on this on the offense on the offending team you know we we give them we we are more more playing a blend of South African rugby and New Zealand rugby yep you know I think Coach Matthew has been a revelation for us yeah so I I mean I mean we we are playing a philosophy that these teams can't cope with as of now and I don't think they're gonna cope with. Uh, like in the near future. I mean, if you look at the game we lost, because I, I, I recall I watched that game against the Gilitinis. I think we were just too scared to win that game. That game was in our hands. I think we were intimidated by the Coliseum. I think that yeah, the no, environment. I think, I think, I think the... we're intimidated by the tug of champions, but you yeah. know, that, that is a game we had to win too. Like if you look at it closely, we we, we would have wrapped we we would have wrapped that game. Yeah. I, I mean we've not we've not had We've not had a game where we've not been dominant, like in tackles, in you know, in the areas where it is necessary to be dominant. You know, you you beat your opponent until he is tired, and then you run him over. Right, right, right. And you know, in a way, I'm glad we got an early season loss, so we didn't feel if we were ten ten and zero right now. Right. Uh, I'd be a little more worried because everyone feels like, oh, we can do anything. And I'm I mean, glad right. we have at least one more. I, I had, you know, steeled myself to the idea that we were losing in Hoboken last weekend. I was like, well, we play them three times a year. We play them the last game of the year. We already they played them once. They, they definitely we're definitely not going to win three. So <laughs> I'd like this one to be the loss. So I'm a little worried about that win, actually. No, I, I mean, I mean, we had no right to win that game. Seriously, I mean, but as I said, you know, we've we've resorted to this point of you know beating our opponent up until you know they like in the last month, in the last minutes they have no choice but to let us play our rugby. So I think that is the brand of rugby that you know, cannot be beaten, where you know you beat your opponent and you can't respond really. Like in certain instances, I mean, yeah, yeah. I think that is why we win games in the last minutes, and everybody's like, "Ah, oh, you guys are lucky winners." But you know, it is. I think it is. It is that. It is that constant, uh, you know, tackling, constant pressure, and everything that 
tires the opponent over and you know we we, we we get our way in the end of it. Well, I think our attitude on defense and our coach, our head coaches, Scotty has shown us that he will adapt our game plan for every single game. I think those two things have been our major keys this year. Do you, do you think I'm right about right. that or is there something else I'm missing? Yeah, I, I mean, uh, he hinted about it. Uh, we don't want to give away so much about our team, yeah, yeah. especially <laughs> when we're going to this end of it. But, you know, uh, I believe we're going to go all the way and win this thing. Oh, that is wow. my prediction. You're actually doing it. See, I. Yeah. Well, I was about. <laughs> anyway, I refuse to say it out loud, uh, but my thoughts are my thoughts. Um, <laughs> what are you most looking forward to? At the uh, at Fort Quincy for the rest of the way. Um, so tomorrow is the Jazz and Ska Fest. Um, I mean, are you planning any kind of outfit? So I'm completely stumped on this one. When you say unicorn party, I know what to do. When you say Jazz and Ska Fest, I'm I'm mm-hmm. drawing a blank. I have no idea what to do. So I might just so, uh, go with I'm, beer. I'm, 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 no, I'm, I love these themes and everything, but uh, I just come I just come out for vibes. I... <laughs> yeah, yeah. I really, I, I really don't follow the themes that much, but okay. you know, I just, I just come out and love the, the entire environment. But as we talked about earlier, like you bothered to make a whole cloak, you, you created a garment for the yeah, free so, jazz. Uh, I think that was that was something that uh, me and my colleague I have, a, I have my best friend from uh, we, we played rugby since high school, who happens to be here. So, we, C- we, do you want to give him a shout out here on the pod or? Yeah, he's called Edmond. 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 I know Mugisha is a great guy. So I've been, I've been, I've been friends with Edmond for like, uh, like twenty something years. Nice. Yeah. So he's more like a brother to me. But uh, yeah, we're we're both we're both uh, free jacks fans, and you know we 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 go to like almost every game, and we decided it was a nice idea. We get something you know that that separates us from the crowd, and you know that's when we bought those coats. They're fantastic, by the way. I have no yeah, idea where you, where you even started with the idea. Like it was awesome. <laughs> so our di- our idea actually at this at the beginning of the season was stolen by the team. <laughs> oh no way! What what was that? <laughs> so we we had this idea of putting on the uh, the oh the, the money was it the money heist yeah, the money heist. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so we 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 are gonna buy the money heist stuff and put our free jacks logo on the on the back wow. and just come in on every game with our masks on. And <laughs> I honestly didn't know what that reference was. Like I've seen the pictures of them from the diners in in Quincy and stuff, and and then they talked about it last night, and I was like, money heist? That's a show? I had no idea where that was yeah, from. So I thought... I was a huge fan of money heist when it when it just came out. So I think that was uh, like. I saw it and I'm like, okay, how, who gave these guys my idea? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they could be checking your social media, I guess. No, no, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't put it out there. <laughs> <laughs> Josh, this has been so much fun. I have to let you go. You've already given me more time than you promised me. Uh, sure. I really appreciate the chance to get it, just to get to know you a, a bit more, to share another remarkable rugby journey here in the scrum of the earth. My favorite thing is to get voices from as many places and angles as I can get. And uh, yours has been a, a magical and lovely addition to, to what I'm trying to do here. Um, before I let you go, and you know, 
any last thoughts anything we missed uh anything good coming up for you that you're looking forward to I mean, I mean, Dev, uh, thanks for hosting me. You're an incredible guy. And I'm glad I met you. Uh, you know, we can talk rugby till morning. And suddenly... I, know. I was like, do you have three more hours, by the way? Because uh... <laughs> there's going to be Super Rugby on at some, some point. So. Right, right. So um, <laughs> you, you, you may have extended an hour of my sleep. So uh, in terms of what we've forgotten, you know, there's a lot to talk about and... I don't, I don't want to, you know, go into most of the stuff, but, you know, sure. as a referee, what, what, I, what, I'm, what I'm, you know, looking forward to, you know, uh, is to continue my journey as a referee. Mm. Uh, I, I believe I'll, I'll be somewhere what, in the next... What's, what's your next gig? So, uh, I believe I'm going to be, I think, is it, let me look at my calendar. Just a moment. Yeah, so uh, I'll be, my next game is actually uh, the, the Free Jacks Academy versus the Legacy Center. Oh, nice. Oh, that's yeah. so cool. Yeah, I'll be part of that team. Oh, wow. Referees, yeah. Oh, that's so great. Yeah. So it will be like the cutting razor for the Free Jacks. Well, I, I have to say, I love the fact that you just kind of implied that, uh, there's a lot more stuff to talk about because I think there is too. And so maybe, yeah. <laughs> maybe, maybe you'll come back on again soon. Uh, you know, maybe at the end of the, the, the season, the MLR season, we'll have stuff to talk about. Maybe there's internationals to talk about. There's of course the qualifiers for the rugby world cup coming up. Uh, I'm more than happy to talk any amount of rugby you ever want to talk. I mean, Dev, you know, you certainly don't know, but I used to do a, fo- a podcast myself until I became too busy not to. <laughs> that was a, a smashing backhanded compliment there. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're, you're right. I, I don't spend any time officiating or playing rugby, so. Uh... <laughs> yeah, I, I used to do a podcast. I had this podcast of rugby fanatics, actually. I think if you, if you search around, that must internet. be where I found that quote that I talked about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? So I, I, I actually, I think that that is my page from back back in my days in okay. Uganda, which, which I still run with one of my colleagues, and you know, just promoting Ugandan rugby. Oh, we ha- we used to have a series of podcasts uh, when when I remember when Harry Ballo was coming in. I interviewed him. I interviewed I interviewed uh, uh, Tara Mutembu. I interviewed a couple oh, wow. of blocks and. I actually interviewed our previous coach and you know it oh, was yeah. it was incredible yeah. Ryan Martin or yeah Ryan Martin like I mean I, I used to, I, I just love podcasting too so anytime you want to help me I'll be I'll be glad to you know be on your show and everything so what's next for Uganda 15s and what's next for Uganda 7s so the Uganda 7s are going to play in the Commonwealth in July and then they they're going to oh. play in the World Cup in September that's excellent. I can't wait. Yeah. And then the Uganda 15s are the qualifiers in France, as we said, it is a, it's a shitty show, but we have to go and live with it. So, <laughs> so Josh, m- my new best friend, again, thank you so much for joining us here tonight. I'm very grateful for your insights, as well as our newfound friendship. I, I really look forward to seeing you at our remaining festivals, including tomorrow. It's incredible. Uh, it, it should be a, a, an absolute hoot. I can't wait. 
thank you for joining us here. I really appreciate your time. You are awesome. Thank you. All right, uh, uh, Dave, I mean, it has been awesome to, you know, get to know you too and, you know, talk rugby with you for an hour and a half. I mean, uh, it seems, <laughs> it seems you know, it seems we went into it and, you know, we could have gone uh, till morning, but, you know, time time is not yeah. uh, a best friend to we, anybody. We didn't even talk the Reds and the Brumbies and how they compare. Uh, <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> Next time. I, I mean, uh, Dave, have a good night and, you know, I will see you tomorrow, right? For sure. Have a great night. I'll see you tomorrow night. Yeah. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Have a good night, my friend. All right, Dave. Bye.